Hello, welcome to another episode of We Have Been Watching Podcast. I'm Mart and I'm here with Rob. Hello, Rob. Hello, Mart. Hello, Rob. We are talking today about the final few episodes of Sandman, not yep. including those bonus ones. So it's what, episodes 6 through to 10. And yep. the, oh, I didn't even know it was out until it was out, Day Shift, which is Jamie Foxx being yes. Vampire Hunter. Yeah. It just kind of appeared, didn't it? But uh, Yeah, I felt like we'd only, it wasn't that long ago we spoke about that in trailer time. Yeah. And like, it's like this thing is coming out in a few months' time or something, and then all of a sudden it's just there. Just like, oh, I can watch that today, great. Exactly. Like a little present, like a little present on your doorstep. Oh, it really was, wasn't it? First, Rob, how about some trailers? Yeah. Let's go. So, Rob, quickly, I didn't put this on our notes because... Uh, I just forgot, but I've just remembered one of my favourite things, trailer for a trailer. Mm -hmm. There was a film called Finding Richard, I think, and it's a dramatisation of the real-life thing that recently happened where this lady who who became a a history buff almost overnight, and she followed a trail, didn't she? And they found the remains of Richard III in a car park, buried under a car park in Leicester. It's fairly good. It's Sally Hawkins, is it? Oh, so it's like, not, this isn't a documentary, this is an actual film. It's, it's a film, yeah. It's Sally Hawkins. Uh, her husband is played by, I can't remember, it's not Hugh Grant. Oh, man, I should have done my homework. But I've, oh, it's uh, Steve Coogan, right? He's her husband. And it's kind of like a okay. dramatisation of what happens. She's kind of like a... A little bit bored in life, maybe. She kind of gets into history and stuff, and she starts following the story of Richard III. Now, this is very close to my heart, because it's around the corner from where I live. So she goes on to follow this but the point I wanted to make is it said you're you're about to watch trailer for Finding Richard <laughs> and then it starts showing the trailer and I was like what is this crap trailer within a trailer I mean the film looks absolutely fine you know and we'll have to, you'll that, have to watch it and we'll talk about it properly that's not, that's not the sort of movie that needs a no. trailer for a trailer sort of thing is it really trailer I mean... now uh, so speaking mm. of not great trailers I think popped up on the YouTube today, and it was it said the Last of Us trailer, and I went oh, okay. Clicked on these. Which it is, isn't a Last of Us trailer at all. No, is it's it? a HBO Max trailer <laughs> with a very scant little bit of the Last of Us. So I kind of you know, the weird thing with seeing moving footage of this actually, and you know, knowing the casting and stuff, but seeing him, I, I wish he was a little bit beardier, but he looks fine as Joel. Looks absolutely fine. I didn't see this as being Pedro Pascal for this role, you know, but he's a good actor. I think he'd be fine. So I'm sure you know, he'd be good. The jarring thing is because, because, um, uh, what's the, the girl, what's the girl in it called? Uh, Ellie. Ellie, yeah. Because she was so clearly modelled on um, then Ellie Page, so clearly oh, okay. modelled on her, Yeah. that I found it's very strange actually seeing another actress because it's almost like, I feel like she's already been cast because I mean she wouldn't sorry he wouldn't play her now obviously yeah. but um, yeah it's tricky and, and the, isn't it? the thing is jarring it's the, the girl that's in it it's the girl out of um, what's it called uh, the the thingy BBC witch show what's that witch um, what uh, his dark materials not that well she's in his dark materials as yet 
but she's in that other that uh, that kids that kids show about um, oh, I don't know which school which, which is basically what when you, my kids at school talk about it it's like did you know that this sounds just like harry potter's about a girl that goes to a witch school and the head <laughs> and the head test teacher is really nice but one of her potions teachers is really mean and isn't that it's just like that, that close, like, is it is it yeah, yeah i bet yeah. jk rowling's uh, certainly got some royalties off the back of that i'm trying to think what it's called now the something witch i don't know can't remember the scarlet witch <laughs> i don't know yeah so uh I must admit, though, I did watch the HBO Max trailer and there was quite a lot of stuff on there I thought was quite interesting. And I thought, oh. Yeah, the problem with that, though, is because we don't have HBO Max over here. So you, you get these sort of trailers and then you sort of think, um, yeah, but is that going to come out over here? Am I going to get a chance to see that? So I'm not going to get too excited because... Yeah. Well, I've sent a, uh, I've sent a couple of VHS tapes to my uncle in the in the USA to, to record us. Uh, what's it called? Uh, the, the, the new Game of Thrones prequel. So hoping... That's on... That's on Sky Movies now. Oh, is it? All oh, right. It's on the Sky TV shows. Oh, in that case, I'll, I'll tell him to leave it, and I, I can just watch it here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. I, I was going. Yeah, I normally, you know, if I want to watch films like that or like Peacemaker, yeah, I, always, I get my friend in America to hold the phone uh, in front of the TV and film it for me and live stream it. So that's how I can watch it legally. I get that's my, I, I get my friend to write down what happens and we act it out with puppets. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Wednesday, the worst witch. The, it's, the worst that's witch. what it is called. The worst witch. Wednesday Adams. Yes, trailer. I quite like, quite like, like this. Adam, yeah, quite like the Adams family. Wasn't going to be particularly excited about this, to be honest. I just thought oh, they're just milking Adams yeah, family yeah, franchise fine, forever. Yeah. But it's directed by Tim Burton. Yes, proper now, directed. It's not one of these executive produced by, but it's directed proper directed by Tim Burton. I can't so, remember um, the name of the actor, but the guy is playing Gomez. Oh and, yeah, yeah. Are you hearing about him getting some hate online? Yeah, because he's not Raul Julia. <laughs> I mean, when everyone's like, oh, he's really round and he's short and he's ugly. And it's like like the drawing. And then they show the drawing and it's exactly like the drawing. So Yes, he's, he, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's like, he's, 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 proper, he's more like the character than Raul Yuli was who played him this tall, dashing. It's, it's, he's not meant to be like that. He's meant to be short compared to her that's sort yes. of tall. Um, not seen Catherine Zeta-Jones in anything for ages, no. actually. And she's... Yeah, she, she looks, looks good. good. She looks good. Yeah, I like, I'm, the, I'm I like the idea. This. Wednesday at high school. If, if it nails the comedy, because Adam, the the Adams Family film is pretty good. Adams Family Values, the second one, I think is brilliant. When when Wednesday and oh, what's her what's her brother called? I can't remember. Uh, Pugsley. Um, when they go off to that summer camp yes. and they're all singing Kumbaya. <laughs> yeah, and stuff like yeah that. I love it. Oh, the the second one's brilliant. Really, really. And I like really Joan, I like Joan Cusack, and she's just mad as well in that. It's great. Uh, yeah. Uh, Rob, I so, believe I'm, I'm now. Wednesday. Call me, call me Uncle Fester Lookalike 2022. For a what's your trailer again? <laughs> this is still the stupidest thing I've ever said in my life. I think they've gender swapped it as well. I'm sure it's a female style hand. It is it, isn't it? Was is it thing? No, it's, oh, uh, I don't know. Is it is it thing that's the hand or is it, it that's the hand? I can't never remember. The hand. They got a cousin that's what's covered the... in hair. That's cousin it. Right, so thing is the hand then, isn't it? Oh, oh so it's thing. Get, oh, look like what you're saying. It looks like a woman's hand. Like a woman's hand. I might be wrong, but it's just from the trailer. Anyway. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> you're going to tweet angrily about. I think gender, gender swatch my my favourite thing there. Mm. Uh, That'd be a tough cosplay, wouldn't it? Yeah, just walk around it in like mm. a, in like a green or black morph suit. <laughs> just your hand. Just your hand. <laughs> Brilliant. Right, day shift. Day shift, Rob. Do you like Jinx. Do you like Jamie Foxx? 
Uh, yeah, I think he's right. Yeah. Yeah. I think he. I was trying to think, does he always play cool badasses? But he doesn't, does he? Because in uh, is it collateral that one when he's the taxi driver? He doesn't do that, yes, and then he actually. plays a nerdy electric. So um, yeah, well, yeah, I quite like him. I don't, I'm not feel like a massive fan of any of his, but and anything he's been in, I think he's been all right. Yeah, so I'm so fine. This... Oh, baby driver, he's good in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, he's horrible in that, isn't he? So this came out, didn't have any expectations as to what I was going to be watching apart from the trailer I'd seen. And it oh, was yeah, exactly I... what I thought it was going to be. And do you know what? I enjoyed it just fine for what it was, what it is. When I saw it, yeah, it's Jamie Foxx's Hunting Vampires. <sighs> okay, whatever. Um, it's like a Netflix-directed Netflix film, also starring Snoop Dogg. And I just thought, uh, am I that bothered about this? But someone's watching this at, this afternoon, actually. Yeah. And... I missed the first 10 minutes of it, but the, the second 10 minutes of that I saw of it... Um, made me sit down and watch the rest of the film with him. The first, uh, the first 10 well, minutes is him killing a, a, a granny vampire. And I assume, yeah, which would explain the, the plot bit afterwards, which is why, yeah. you know, someone's out to get him and a bit with a what, cheese wire thing. It's, so yes. I miss those bits. Well, I can yeah. be bothered to watch that first 10 minutes, I might do. But yeah, well, I suppose, yeah, no hype. It just make a difference, doesn't it? You've got no hype, no expectation, just like just going into the living room and going, oh, there's a film on. But uh, this got that little bit of comedy horror vibe, like Zombieland, I suppose. Yes, yeah, very much. A bit so. of the mismatched double act, a little bit like, I suppose, I'm stretching this a bit, but maybe Men in Black. You know, you got the seasoned guy who uh, doesn't want a partner and is annoyed with the young new partner who is by the book. Dragnet, isn't it, or something? It's by the book, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and. Um, it's got that... Yeah, the, the chemistry was good between that. I uh, think he... What's it, James? Not Dave, James Franco. Dave Franco, it? isn't it? Dave Franco. It's got that thing, isn't it? And I don't even know how I'm going to describe this. There's a different style... So we're talking about Predator on the last episode. How the stunt work then... Nowadays, you've got this really kinetic stunt work. So if somebody falls, mm. falls down the stairs, they don't just fall down the stairs. They fall down the stairs, hit their neck on the banister, and then they fall backwards so their arms are cracked behind... It's yeah. so very sort of like ramped well, up some to of it, I think it's just, Yeah, some of it is because every time someone gets hit by a shotgun, they're flying everywhere, they've got kicked and their body goes spinning off and stuff like that. It's like yeah. some sort of like computer game Street Fighter reactions to being hit and punched and stuff, so it's a bit crazy. Yeah, the vampires have got things that they get, they get shot and they kind of flip in the air depending on where they've got shot and then they sort of land on their neck and their body snaps and like the yeah. body's all a bit contortionist, aren't they? And so they're doing all these weird moves in the fight scenes. But I think the fight scenes are really good. They're really lively. They're really, really inventive. Actually, yeah. the bit when they there's it's a got... big, big fight scene when they join forces with another couple <laughs> of vampire two, hunters. These two super out. dudes, aren't and, they? Like yeah, and they're fighting this nest of vampires. And there is some very inventive kills in that that scene. Yeah. That scene is great. It's very clever. If, you, if, that, if that's what you if that's what you want from a film is some inventive vampire kills, then this I saw will not the disappoint. I went, oh yeah, it's that actor who I can never remember his name, and he's the sort of like backstreet pawn shop owner, and he sell Jamie Foxx. So basically, in this, you sell oh, yeah, vampire yeah, no, fangs no. for money, and Jamie Foxx needs some money because his wife is going to leave with his daughter and take her to somewhere else across the country. So he needs to get some money to pay for school uniform, clothes, blah 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 blah. 
and it's about I always forget the actor's name but he plays the devil doesn't he in Constantine the Keanu Reeves one yes and he's in, he's in Fargo he's one of the kidnappers in the Fargo movie yeah. isn't he I, and I like, then he's like in Minority it. Report he's been in loads of stuff yeah. I thought the I thought the uh, the vampires were were utterly not scary at all <laughs> they just cannon fodder uh, the, uh, they? yeah generic bad guy um, she's generic bad girl with a generic bad guy assistant and their plan was all very gen- generic and I didn't really care I just think this just the idea of some funny banter uh, with Jamie Foxx going around killing all these vampires and Snoop Dogg popping his head in there and again for a few <laughs> laid back jokes as well did he get the uh, Lost Boys reference no is that to do with garlic bombs or something spoilers as a scene as a as a uh... Little line somewhere in the film, and Snoop Dogg says something like, "That's the trouble with Florida: too many vampires," or something like that. Which, of course, is the end of the Lost Boys, isn't it? Do you remember that? Oh no, I didn't. No, I didn't pick that up. Yeah, in the Lost Boys, the grandpa right at the end says, "That's the problem with Palm Beach: all the damn vampires." Oh, that's too. That's I didn't pick up on that. If they wanted to do a Lost Boy reference, I would have got. They should have had like a man with his shirt off playing the saxophone (laughs) on the street corner. Yeah, you're reading maggots, David. Uh, So, yeah, do you know what? This will, if you if you're if you're a 17 year old boy with your mate with a couple of mates on a Friday night, this will be the best film you've seen. It it's got that you know action vibe, Re, really well, good soundtrack actually. I was I was well, it's, it no way past the the wife test because she, oh god no no. You know, well, it, it kind of it created a dad's test, and my son was watching it, and I sat down and watched it. <laughs> actually, 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 biggest compliment I could say about this is I want another one. Yes, I'd, I'd, I'd happily to... watch the second one. They've got the sort of setting up a little few extra characters, you know. They, yeah, it kind of works like a like a prequely movie, the, the, buddy cop type. Yeah, yeah. I, I, another one, another one of those. Yes, please. I'm, I'd actually I'm, go so far as if I had a friend round to stay, and so much. I'll stick this on. It was just a good, yeah, good kinetic. Yeah, movie. yeah. Something I'm, I'm not going to like get a pen and paper to follow the plot or anything. Um, yeah, there's nothing deeper. Yeah, it is a open a beer sort of movie. Easy peasy. Yeah. Do you, right, do you want to lead us into uh, The Sandman then, Rob? Right, so we've just got to episode five, which is, where we, um, which is the kind of traumatic one in the, the diner. And then episode six, which is absolutely brilliant, this is the one where they introduce death, but it's cleverly done. If you didn't know who she was, it's cleverly done in the first few minutes. You would, they don't, he doesn't say, hi, death. So Very for a clever. while, you, Very you wouldn't know who she was. So he's basically he spends a day with his sister Death going around doing her job as Death, which is quite sad and quite it, upsetting actually. There's some of the stuff in it. There, there, was a partic- there was a particular scene where they go visit this old guy who's playing the, the violin or something, and he does, he looks and he goes, "I'm not ready yet," and she says, "I'm really, yeah. I'm really sorry, you know." All these like, diff- oh, you know. Yeah, all these different people having to face it, but it's. The idea that she's just there, almost to sort of hold their hand, to, rather than very anything else. Very good. Very good. And the second half of the episode is where you've got, um, well, there's like two issues of the comic that put into one no, episode, that, where he stays with a guy who can't die, and that's, that, was that was really good favorite, as well. Favorite that in the comic, that was one of my favorite story arcs, where he does the he this guy well v- visits a guy every hundred years, hundred years. So basically, he says to, he's with death, isn't he? And what? 1400s or summer and this guy yeah. says I'm not ready to die and death says to him what so you'd rather carry on living yeah she says you won't you'll get bored of it so they have a little bet don't they and he says okay 
I'll meet you here in a hundred years and they keep going and it was really nice to see it through the ages it's such a cliche of people having the curse of living forever yeah we've seen that so many times and then this they've kind of turned on its head then the rest of the series after that really episode 7, 8, 9, 10 it's kind of this new storyline about Rose and how she's got this sort of She's, she's um, a vortex, she? Um, yeah. yeah, so she so she could destroy the world. And then you've got this sort of trying to track down her brother, and he's a bit of his storyline. And then you've got the Corinthian, the guy with the dark sunglasses. Yeah. Uh, you've got to see <laughs> this the serial killers convention, which That's is uh, I remember from the comics thinking, what an, what an idea, all serial <laughs> killers getting together at a convention. Just fantastic. I felt like, and this, because it just, you can clearly say how this was, if you're reading it in graphic novels, this is like covers graphic novel one and two. So halfway through the series, it kind of starts a fresh storyline, doesn't it? It's like, it's all about death getting all these trinkets back. And now you've got this Rose storyline. I did think some of the acting that I thought was a little bit iffy in the second half. I think the girl who plays Rose and Rose's friend, I think were a little bit wooden. And some of their, some of their quirky friends at that house were a bit, but do you know what? I don't know. Do you know what? I don't know you what pick, it was. Do you pick up on that or not? I, you, I just felt yes. some of the lines delivery just felt really. Yeah, uh, and the bit that the bit that really sort of like was I don't know if it's just as a plot contrivance or it was just a easy coincidence. It's like, oh, Rose gets a phone call out the blue. Oh, it's some mysterious benefactor from England, and she turns up there, and this woman's too good to be true, and she's got a lawyer who's helping her and she said oh yeah you're, you're my long lost niece whatever and i just thought is there gonna be like another shoe to fall on this is she uh, gonna yeah. be evil or I, is it I, a dream or is it because that rose character had so much stuff thrown at her like incredible stuff happening you know this is like this guy with teeth for eyes and you've got dream and then it's like your a brother a, your, no. your friend suddenly becomes pregnant with a from a guy who's dead dream, and all this sort yeah, of yeah yeah but her reaction always, always seems to be a bit like a line devil seems to be a bit flat and that oh that I've been a bit mean here, but I think that's that's the only thing that bothered me a little bit. But I liked all the resolution of the Corinthian storyline. It did feel really tense though, to be honest. I did the stuff with her brother now, who's having a, was having a tough time in it. That was that so his brother was uh, fostered by his family and the dad was just a yeah, right yeah, angle, wasn't he? That yeah, was, all the stuff all the stuff there's quite dark. What I will say, that kid who that is a brother he was a great actor. Yeah, he was he, good. Yeah, he, he's, he just lit up his face, didn't he? And he was like, re- and he he tries to get a note to like the care worker, and his dad, his stepdad, or whatever you want to call him, his foster dad, finds out, and he's in trouble and all that. Then the Corinthian turns up. That I, I forget the actor's name again. Who plays the Corinthian? He's so good in this. Yeah, charm, I think he, it's somebody Holbrook, oo- isn't it? Ooze yeah, he's really good. He's just so charming. I quite liked, although I thought it was wrapped up very quickly, where Dream got all these serial killers and said, right, you can all you can all sort of like take the feeling or the hurt or the suffering that you've caused. That was a little bit of a quick, done, finished, wrapped up thing there. Maybe, yeah, but um, I mean, overall, oh, I mean, it's, it's been very an excellent series. Some episodes are... Like, a bit better than others. I think that you know, it's, 
the, I, I like the way it varies in tones. I like the way the Sandman's kept as a bit more of a background character sometimes. He's not forefront in every yes. single scene. It's not just about him. It's about other things to do within the, in this world that are impacted and by the endless. And the production design on it looks fantastic. The performances look fantastic. The way it's adapted it to make it modern and suit modern audiences without it looking weird yeah because you know the way he would look would look weird if they yeah, tried to very... make it really really accurate so, no, you know, it's... do you know what so, cause it, they, made, they made it without making any to me they've, they've tweaked and made changes but it, for me it's like the Lord of the Rings changes it suits it to turning Lord of the Rings into a film yeah this feels like it, it, the changes are the right changes to suit making it palatable to a TV audience who've never read a single comic in their life so they, they need to be able to enjoy this and i think it does that job brilliantly i, I don't i don't re-watch series I, I barely ever do i did it with the mandalorian season one so my wife could catch up with that when they watch mandalorian season two if it's season two of this i'll definitely watch this whole season again i enjoyed it that much i think it was very very good well in totally terms new of ip you know, things were not you know it's not a it's not a big Marvel thing or a DC thing or I mean obviously yes it is a comic book thing, but very well done. I'd said about the um you know the highest accolade of the wife test because yes, when she was yep. she was reading a book when I first started watching the show and she said, Well I'll, I was I was more interested she said she was more interested in finishing her book, but from what she saw of the show it looked like it was good. And that's that was about it really. But then she was in the room when I watched that bonus special episode that they've dropped, yeah. and she enjoyed that so much. She said she's tempted to go back and actually Ooh, watch the whole show now. Get in. Mm. You can sit there hand in hand braiding each other's hair while you're doing that. So, Rob, because... <laughs> braiding each other's hair, she could braid <laughs> my braid beard. Your, braid your beard. So, so, now the series is finished, Oh yes. how many back-combed hairstyles out of ten would you give this? As of today, I'm going to give this nine winkle picker goth boots slim jeans <laughs> long black coat. paisley black paisley black shirt uh robert smith style or me dressed in the early 90s i love this i thought it was really good i, I was i would say a nine as well i was I, really impressed with it i'm very much looking forward to seeing these extra two episodes which i watched this week so maybe next week we can have another chat about those really good again like all of these things when you watch it you're gagging for the next episode aren't you like you know, I'm trying to think what some series you've watched of late, which which I didn't have that feeling, but I kind of got yourself I, through I, it. <laughs> but yeah, like... see, what's great? Yeah, uh, Stranger Things for me, I'm struggling. Yeah, I think with this Sandman, it was like, it's so good that I was like, oh, I want to watch another one, I want to watch another one now. But it's so good, I'm not going to because I want to, it's almost like I want to make it last. It's yeah. such a good show that, I, that I, I know if I binge this too quickly and watch it in two nights or something like crazy like that, it's all gone then. So actually trying to not go for more than a couple of episodes at a time. But so, it's absolutely brilliant. Rob, is there anything more boring than people telling you their dreams? No. No. So for the benefit of our listeners, <laughs> this isn't quite a dream, but you and me have spoken about this already. You know the theory that we live in a simulation. I, I've, I've had this of late. So on the other day, we've been watching Sandman. And then it was last Friday, uh, sorry, Friday before last, I watched The Crow because it keeps popping up on my Netflix and I'm like, oh man, I used to love The Crow. There's a crow in Sandman. There is a crow in Sandman, quite heavily Ooh. featured. There, there's a crow in The Crow. There's a crow in well. The Crow, right? Mm. So I watch go, 
just very, very briefly, do you like the Crow film? I know your sister-in-law loves it, doesn't she? In fact, maybe she, maybe she, she ought to come on. She ought to come on. Um, I saw the Crow when it first came out. Yep. And thought it was a bit pants, and I've not really thought about it or watched it since. I seem to remember laughing on it. Unintentional bits, bits that aren't meant to be funny, like him posing. Isn't there? Is I seem to remember there's a bit where he's like playing a guitar on a rooftop or something, or sitting on a chimney yeah. moaning and shouting. And I just remember thinking, this is ridiculous. Yeah, Rob, when you when it's when you're 20, 21 and you're a wannabe goth emo, but you're not quite goth emo enough to be a goth emo, which is me. Oh, this got me in the this got me in the people, in, in the Robert Smith's Good and Proper. I mean, you know, Sandman and the film. Crow. Yeah, I love this film. I watched it. It's dated, and at the time, it was utterly heartbreaking that uh, Brandon Lee died, mm. which. I don't know. Do we get that anymore? Do we get that feeling when a celebrity? I, I don't know. But at the time, I was utterly in. Plus, I was a moody early twenties something as well. So there was that. So I love this film. Watched the Crow, and then I went the following day. I went to my sister-in-law's to help her move some furniture, and we went to a charity shop. And in this charity shop was a lady with on her arm had a tattoo of the Crow, as in it was a crow's head with the text underneath it can't rain all the time and I got chatting to her and she's a massive crow fan and I was like oh we're living in, <laughs> we're living in a simulation and well, I've been mm, watching I've got something weirder than this and, and we've been watching Umbrella Academy I've finished that now so that when you've watched that we can have a chat about that and that features some crows in it as well so <sighs> I watched I finished watching that Sandman special episode yes I went to Aldi go on and in Aldi they sold a bag of sand, play sand. Yes. And I also saw a man in the shop. Oh. So it's weird you say that because today I was going to open the show with, with <laughs> hi, Ma- oh, hello, I'm Mars and I'm here and I'll say, Rob, what does, what, does, what does Morpheus like to play with on the beach? And I'll go, it's sand, man. <laughs> so, Rob, on that note, I think we better let our listeners go. Let's get out of here. Yeah, listeners, give us a review if you would. We're trying to just get our numbers up slightly. A positive one. Po- yeah, give us a, yeah, please give us a positive review. That'd be great. Thank you. Uh, drop us a, a, a like over at YouTube. It's that same name on YouTube. We're steadily growing, slow but steady on there. This time in the year 2050, we should have 100 subscribers, which you can't even say. Uh, yeah, subscribe, sub- subscribe to us on YouTube. We've yeah. only got another 950 to go before we get to 1,000 <laughs> subscribers. Brilliant. You could be number number 50 as of today's recording. Uh, send us an email. It's we've been watching podcast at gmail.com. Over on Twitter, it's at WHBWpodcast. Instagram, we've been watching podcasts. And until next time, guys, we're living in a matrix. We're living in a simulation. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.